Hi everyone, this is David Wolf. I'm excited to get right into this week's episode of Beyond the Summit, but before we do that, I want to ask you for a little help supporting the show, and it costs absolutely nothing to you except 10 seconds of your time right now. If you could go into the podcast platform that you are listening to this episode on and rate the show with five stars, that would help spread the word and the incredible messages that our guests give to us each and every week. You can leave a comment or review of what you thought about previous episodes or wait to the end of the show and leave your review then. Now look, if you don't like the episode, when you're done, you can go ahead and change your rating as well. That's perfectly fine. But thanks so much again for listening to Beyond the Summit and supporting the podcast each and every week. Welcome to Beyond the Summit, where we ditch the hiking trail for the uncharted path. We're about the raw journeys and unvarnished truths. Life's a climb, and there's always a higher peak. Your guide? It's me, David Wolf. So strap up your boots and grab your hiking stick as we adventure together each week Beyond the Summit. All right, welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Summit. Hope you had a good week. Uh, last week, we had a great episode with Dave Ruff talking about homesteading. So if you didn't listen to that episode, you can go back and listen to it, especially if you want to figure out how you can live off the land and not have to go to the grocery store. I'll tell you, we we just discovered the world of uh, uh, ordering your groceries online and, and having them delivered. And man, that is convenient. I've got my son is back with me today. Brennan Wolf is here. Hey, Brennan. Good morning. Good How are morning. you doing? Good morning. Good afternoon. Whatever we are. I don't know. So, you know, when I started the show, I wanted to create a show that would inspire people and give them ideas of how they can live a better life, a more sustainable life, um, maybe get a better income and hear people's stories of how they achieved those levels of income. And Brennan is a heck of a story. And, you know, I'm very proud of Brennan. I'm very proud of all four of my kids, all very unique individuals. And Brendan's got an amazing story um, about how, as you can tell from the title of this podcast, earning six figures at 19 years of age. So many people dream of saying that they can earn six figures in a year. And at 19 years old, now 20 years old, Brendan's doing that. And so we're going to hear his story, right? Absolutely. And I'm so, happy to be on here. I'm happy to share. Absolutely. Thank you. And so I want to go through some statistics that I was just looking up just to give everybody an idea. Today is where we November of, of 2023. And these are some st statistics that I looked up. National average U.S. household in 2022 was $105,000 a year. Okay. Uh, household incomes. Household incomes between $35,000 and $50,000 was 10% of, of the uh, population. 16% uh, of the population earned between 50 and 75,000. 12% earned between 75 and 100. 16% earned between 100 and 150. 9% 150 to 200. And then 12% of our population household, not individual, but household income, earned over 200,000. The average individual income was $40,800 in 2022. The U.S. Bureau of Labor says the medium average wage for all occupations in 2021 was 58,260. Middle class is considered anywhere from 55,000 to 90,000. 
medium salary for a 30-year-old, not 19 or 20 years old, I'm saying 30-year-olds, is 50000 So if you're 30 years old and you're making 50000 that's about where you should be. Medium salary of a 20 to 24-year-old is $706 per week or $36,700 a year. And then if you're between 25 and 34 years of age, the U.S. Bureau of Labor says you should be making a little over $1,000 a week or $52,000 a year. All right, so those are your statistics of the day. And now let's get to Brennan Wolf. So, Brennan, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about your story. You were a high schooler, graduate from high school, going into college. What was that? Tell us about that. So graduating high school, I never really wanted to do college. I was trying to find ways to become a commercial airline pilot without taking the college route. I just felt like college wasn't for me, and I know it's not for everybody, and I felt like I was one of those everybody's. But I decided I was going to give it a try, so at least I could say that you know I tried it, and hey, if I liked it, I would stick with it. So I did a semester and a half at Sinclair, which is a community college near us, and I just decided, you know what, I think this isn't for me. So I decided to go a different route. I still wanted to continue my flight training and uh, make that more of a hobby. I didn't want to lose this excitement by making it a career, so I wanted to explore some other options as well. Uh, So one day, you came up to me and said, you know, why don't you give sales a try? You've got the personality for it. I think you would be really successful. And, you know, at first I was a little, you know, I've always been the type of person that is very entrepreneurial. I've always wanted to start businesses. I've always wanted to make my own business and and make my own money. And so, you know, I said, you know, I'll give it a try after doing some thinking. I said, I'll give it a try. And uh, sure enough, I went through the interview process. I went through training. And uh, I guess that takes me to uh, where I am now, working at Renewal by Anderson, selling high-ticket items. Yeah, and, and let's go back for a second because, you know, we're not... We're not shunning college. You know, college is great. And and my other son, Logan, your brother, is in college right now for a very specific thing. And he's uh, is an amazing writer. He wants to be a a screenplay writer and, and do voiceovers. So he is in a program at Miami University in Oxford, Ohio for creative writing. And he's very straightforward path of what he wants to do and how he wants to get there. And there's a lot of people that go into college for that reason. Now you went into Sinclair in an aviation program, and we did a lot of research. I know you did a lot of research uh, talking to people that we know that are airline pilots. Uh, Todd Falstad, who was on one of the previous episodes, talked about being an airline pilot. He was a great resource for you as well. And you had an idea as far as going into aviation, what your income levels would be. And, and if you can reflect back, remember like uh, the first year, first few years, what were you going to be? potentially making as going through the airline pilot process. You know, there's a lot of steps and a lot of years into that. And then ultimately, and you know, maybe after you've been there 10, 15 years, now are a captain of an, of, a, of an airline, what would you be making then? Yeah, also considering the cost of flight training too, not having any military experience. Uh, I figured that I'd probably be spending around $200,000 in just flight training, especially with where the prices of uh, you know, living where I'm at, I'm spending at least $200 a flight hour 
not only for the cost of fuel and the cost of rental on the aircraft, but also the cost of the flight training as well. So considering that in mind, that I would have to recover $200,000 somewhere in that ballpark of debt, also the starting salary of a airline pilot looking around fifty to $52,000 a year is pretty much where you start off. And then I know it goes up from there with seniority. After a few years, pilots can make up to eighty, ninety thousand, and even the pilots, what from what I've heard, that have been with airlines for ten years, can make up to one hundred and fifty thousand. And that's that bad money. No, that, not at all. That's great. You money. mentioned you mentioned spending about two hundred thousand dollars on flight training and flights, and if you go back to you know a lot of people, they're going to spend a lot of money like that for college. Maybe not as much. Maybe more. Maybe if you're going into medical and postgraduate school, you're going to be spending a heck of a lot of money. So that's pretty much in par. And like with the airline pilots, a very respected uh, career, uh, you're going to make 150, maybe make 200. Who knows? Now, going into sales, sales is unique. And I'm told not everybody can do it. And you know, my background prior to starting in the sales world uh, almost nine years ago, I was really in management. And in management, I never made six figures. Okay. I managed a lot of different types of business, whether it was a credit card issuing bank, because it's where my wife and I first met, was at a credit card issuing bank. That was years ago. And uh, went into managing a limousine company and managed uh, industrial laundry, uh, but never made six figures. Sales is a whole different opportunity. And if you can do it, man, there's no limit. There really isn't. I think a lot of people are worried about the world of 100% commission. That's a scary thing. 100% commission. And the way I've always looked at it was, you know, back in the day, Families had to go hunt for their food. And if they came home with no meat, they didn't eat. So you got to go out there and you got to hunt for your food. And that was 100% commission, right? So it's a risk versus reward. The higher the risk, the higher the reward. And that's what you're doing when you're 100% commission. But if you can learn it and you can do it well, you can make a lot of money. Brendan, the last job you had before working in your sales position was at Target, right? Correct. What did you do at Target and how much did you make for the entire year? About how many hours a week? You weren't full-time, but you were semi-full-time. How many hours a week were you working and what did you make for that entire last year that you were there? Yeah, so putting in hours on top of working at school, I did not work 40 hours. I know that for sure. Uh, I think I worked two or three shifts a week just to, you know, get by, be able to afford gas to school and back and be able to afford, you know, food here and there. Uh, I know that I can't remember exactly what my W-2 check when I was working there full time. I think it was. And when I say full time, I'm saying like 30 hours away. It wasn't even truly full time. But I remember my last W-2, though, when I was working at least two shifts a week, sometimes three. My last W two was, I believe, six thousand dollars mm. for the whole so, year. And what do you think? Maybe not management, but a full time associate working at Target. What do you think they would make in an entire year? So, what full time management is making now at Target is about eighteen dollars an hour. 
So if you're working 40 hours a week, you're making about thirty to $35,000 a year. Okay. All right. As full-time management at Target. Okay. So now, let's talk about the skill set. What do you think, if you go into sales and think about yourself and think about other people that you know are, are in sales, what do you think the skill set is needed to be in sales? And there's a couple of different types of sales. There are you know, in-store sales. There's business-to-business sales. What you and I do is in-home sales, where we go out to people's homes, show them a product, discuss the features and benefits, and then try to make a sale on that very first uh, time being out to their house to sell them a home improvement product. What do you think some of the skill sets someone would need to be successful in sales? I definitely think you have to have a great personality. Uh, One of the most challenging parts of sales is being able to connect with different people. And something, you know, I've been doing this for just, almost two years now. Something I recognized in the first at least couple of months, probably about the first six months, is that there are a lot of different personalities and a lot of different people. And one of the skills that you have to have for to work in sales is to be able to connect with the, all of these different personalities. I know there's a lot of people out there that you know have a specific personality and have trouble connecting with certain people, but that's just one thing that you got to learn is how to adapt I think some other skill sets too would be, I mean, this kind of ties into it, but communication. You need to have clear communication. You need to know what you're talking about. So, you know, product knowledge is important as well with with whatever you're selling. You know, I think back to Brennan at age 15 through 18, you weren't the best student. You weren't the best student in in school. and, And thinking back to me, I wasn't either. So I bring that up because if you're not the best student, that doesn't mean you have to give up on on everything and and have low expectations of what your annual income can be, okay? Because you are making six figures at 19 years old. And what were you able to do with that income? Going back to what you're saying, yeah, I don't think the grades reflect, uh, grades definitely don't reflect your income. It just depends on if you take that mentality to your job and how much, especially a sales job where sales job is is based on performance. It's it's solely based on performance. Where like you know these hourly jobs, I was I felt like when I worked at Target, I was working you know the hardest out of any of my peer employees when it came to you know my what I was doing in my job. But my the peer employees that were sitting on their phone and doing you know hardly any work. We're making the same amount of money as I was. So uh, going to the grades, though, I, I really think it's 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 amount of how much work you put in. So I know a lot of people in school, you know, get lazy of doing the same old math equations because it's not fun. It's not challenging. But I think when you have when you're money driven and you're you're determined to feed your family or in this case, have money to be able to travel and do that kind of stuff. It, it gives you goals to work for, especially at a sales job and push it at every appointment or in in the sales industry, every every opportunity, every lead. What have been the, the benefits? I was starting to ask you, what have been the benefits for you? And now you've got, I mean, this paychecks. Can you imagine? Can you imagine looking at a paycheck and it's the same amount of money for a two-week period that you made at your previous job for an entire year? Does that blow your mind? Oh, I am I'm so blessed to be in the position that I am. 
it's it's definitely not easy. It's not something you just wake up and learn how to make six figures every day. But I, you know, with hard work, it's it's been great rewards. It's it's allowed me to do things that most people my age aren't able to do. Right. I mean, there's people sitting from your graduating class. They're sitting in in college right now, not even knowing what their major is going to be at this point or what they're going to really do with their professional life. I mean, I didn't have any idea what I was going to do with my life until I was probably in my late junior year of college and decided I wanted to go into management. So here, you've got your own apartment at age 19, a nice apartment. And you just bought a a, a new vehicle. What is it, like a $40,000 vehicle? Yeah, it's a brand new 2023 Sonata hybrid and I love it. It's it's very clean and it's it's slick, but it, it also gets me, you know, I figured it'd be a phenomenal return on investment too with the gas mileage and how much driving we do for this job. Yeah, it's it's definitely better than anything I have. I'll say that right now. <laughs> okay. So you've got that and you've got savings that you're putting away for I know one of your goals is to have your own home and, and purchase a home in the next year. So you've got that goal driven goal as well. And you're putting away money. And you know, you take vacations, you're doing everything that a lot of people twice and three times your age wish they could do. And just because you found your skill set, you found what you could do. And there's a lot of sales positions out there. I've seen a lot of people, as I said, twice your age, three times your age, come into the business and haven't been as successful as you have been. So I think in sales too, it's not just come in, learn how to do a job and throw it at the wall each time and hope that you're making a sale. It is a craft. And like many crafts, you have to fine tune it. You have to practice it. One thing that I did in my early career in sales, and I influenced you to do as well, was to listen to recordings of what you should be saying to customers and how to overcome objections and help guide them in the sales process. And listening to those recordings over and over and over and over again committing them to memory, making it secondhand that you can just rattle it right off. Not only, it's it's not a it's slime ball sales technique, it is practicing what to say to help a customer feel comfortable in what they're doing and that they're making the right decisions for them. And the better that you can get at that in a, a quicker amount of time, the sooner you're going to find success and continue to grow and grow and grow and build and build and build. It's definitely not something where you just learn like a, a, a typical job or, you know, I guess you can go to college, but the experience really comes with, you know, being in the field, actually getting a feel for everything, and then taking what you've learned and applying it to the appointments, but then also, you know, being out of the appointments and just working hard at every, you know, doing this almost two years, I'm still connecting with you, connecting with peers saying, hey, what could I have done differently? What could I have learned? Sales is not a, you learn everything and you're done. But I really think, honestly, everything's not just like that. There's always something to be learned. Well, and, and yeah, you're right. And part of this is just life experiences. Now at 19 years old, you didn't come into this with very much life experiences. And I know our management, myself, that was our biggest concerns. This this guy doesn't have life experiences. You know, one thing when I walk into a home and I can tell stories or I can relate and say, oh, you're from so-and-so. Yeah, I used to live out there. Or I've got a friend out there. Or, oh, we can talk about sports from the 80s and things that we, we, we can connect on. You don't have those, but you've learned to connect. 
and you've learned to do that. And at age, age 19 and 20, how do you do that in the home? Yeah. Now, granted, still, I have a lot more life experiences than most of my peers my age as well. Anyways, you know, considering, you know, I, I've flown airplanes, I've flown paramotors, I've gone to flying. So a lot of cool different exper- travel experiences, you know, and ways to connect. Uh, but but ju- you're right though, like you know, connecting to the to the Asia stuff. Uh, I just make it work. I just make it work. I talk about something that is relatable. I'll switch the conversation around, or you know, I'll I'll talk about something we can't connect about. My appointment yesterday, they had a Floridian house. I've spent a lot of time in Florida, so we connected that way. And I guess, you know, you were talking about in-home sales, but if you're going into sales outside of home or anything, you got to have those life experiences. Same, I th- these ideas translate over into any type of sales at all. But you're right. You've got to have, you said it earlier, you've got to have a, a great personality. You've got to connect with people. You've got to make people feel comfortable with you. You don't need a college education to do something like this. You just need to be yourself and be strong and know that there's highs and lows to sales. You know, we see it all the time. I'll have a hot streak and then I'll go cold for a week and a half, two weeks even. And then I'll have another big hot streak and the money's there. You just got to know how to be patient with it and, and how to make it and how to do it. Here's another benefit of sales. The skills that you learn going into any sales job. I think, I think if I could give anyone who's lost advice just try out a sales job. It could be working at a phone store selling phones. It could be any any sales. Here's why. Everything in life has some kind of sales in it. Any job has sales in it. And the skills that you will learn from any sales job, you will take to any other career path that you may choose. Or you'll take to being out with friends at lunch. Uh, I mean, the skills with communication and everything that comes with sales are, are absolutely used in, in daily life too. So everyone's, you know, selling themselves when they're when they're talking. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right there too. Um, you know, I, I think about the people I see that are selling in the mall, just at a kiosk, saying, "Hey, come on over. Let's talk about your cable bill, or or let's talk about getting you on a new phone program, or even if you go to." I don't know, uh, there's a place here called Fruitables where you can get fresh fruit and yogurt mixed together and, and our daughter's friend works there. And it's just having that personality and that skill set. And if you're a young person, you're working on it now. You're growing those personal skills to something that's going to be greater for you down the line. And I've seen people come in with no sales experiences, but they've got a winning personality. They will connect. They'll learn the process. They'll learn how to sell. They'll learn how to close. They'll, of course, learn the product. They will get there and they will be successful. So whether you are 19 years old or 29 years old or 39 or 49 or 59 years old, and you're listening to this podcast and you're going, oh my gosh, I can't do that. I, you know, the, how is this kid 19 years old, 20 years old, and he's making six figures and I've been struggling at 40,000 to 70,000 my whole life. I can't make that change. Of course you can make that change. You can change it right now. You can have a whole different lifestyle. You've just got to be willing to make the risk and the, uh, take the risk and make that sacrifice to do so. It can definitely be done. No, there's no limit on anybody's potential. There is absolutely no limit. Everyone has the potential and the same opportunity 
that I have as well. I mean, the one thing about this world is it'll never run out of money. If anything, they'll just keep making more. I don't know. Have you seen, have you seen the news today? So, so the, the, there's money to be made out there. It's just a matter of putting your process together, building your skill set, and grinding harder and harder. That's what I love about this job is there's no limit. I, I could go and make $80,000 this month. It would be hard. It would take a lot of work, but it's possible. I know somebody that has done it. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. Anyways, uh, here's what we'll say. We'll, we'll start wrapping this up here. One benefit you had over someone 30 years older than you is that if you're starting this early in life, you know, I know mom and dad might be saying you got to go to college or maybe they're not. Maybe they're saying just got to get a job. If you're starting this early in life, you have so many less liabilities to worry about. Brendan had one liability himself. That's it. That's it. No children. Not even a car payment at the time. Okay. He just had to worry about gas. And where it's someone that's 30 years older, like myself, I have four children to work out. Well, now you're on your own. So three children to worry about, but I still have got that. I've got a mortgage. I've got car payments. I've got insurance. I've got all this other stuff, which is a risk. Okay. But I could be making $60,000 like in my last job before I got into sales and be struggling to pay these bills, or I can take that risk and go for it. And what a different my li- difference my life has been since I went for it. So there you go. So can you be making six figures at 19 years old? Absolutely. Can you be making six figures your whole life regardless of your age? Absolutely, you can. And I hope Brennan being here today inspired you to, to go for it. If you have any questions, you can shoot me a comment. Uh, leave any questions. I'll get back in touch with you. Or if you have a comment or question for Brennan, we can get back in touch with you. Brennan, thanks so much for taking a few minutes to uh, talk to the audience today at Beyond the Summit. Appreciate you being here, buddy. Yeah, thank you guys very much. Talk to you in the next one. Hey everyone, this is David. Just a quick reminder, if you haven't already, please go ahead and give this episode a five-star rating. Also, leave a review or any questions you might have for the guests and I'll make sure they get it. Thanks again so much for listening and we'll see you again next week on Beyond the Summit.